Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, joining us for another episode of Efectonics. Today we're going to be talking to Diana O'Keefe. Now, she is married to Brian O'Keefe, and last week we did a great podcast with him. Um, he was talking about how filthy your keyboard and your mouse can get and, and your, the, your computer area. And this podcast we focused on cleaning your keyboard for the individual keyboard user. You know, <laughs> you're not going to believe some of the stuff that gets on your keyboard. And, and let's face it, hygiene is very important, but sometimes we, we're not the greatest in hygiene. So you have dirty fingers and you're doing your keyboard, <clears throat> and then you put them in your mouth. You eat at your keyboard or at your desk, and, and it's not a good thing. So we go into depth, and, and we'll also tell you a story about polar bears as well. I don't know how we got mixed up into the, into the polar bear situation. But anyway, this is going to be a great podcast, and we're so glad that you've, uh, you've decided to come and listen to this one. And by the way, these headsets, very, very good. The uh, Plantronics 750, I would suggest that if you're going to do a lot of podcasting, that you get a hold of a really good uh, headset. Plantronics, I like Plantronics. Um, as well, um, some of the other makers uh, come to mind. Um, but Plantronics seems to be the one that has uh, some of the better, better well-made equipment at, at a good price. So anyway, let's get down to the podcast. Hope you enjoy. If you have any feedback, just give us a call or an email at uh, eflexonics at gmail.com or leave a comment at the bottom of this page. Thanks for coming by. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hello, wonderful people. And Brian, I didn't, I didn't have my headphones on when you said, oh, you're looking good today. So I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ignoring you. since I couldn't hear you. <laughs> no problem. So hopefully, I'm, I'm not sure whether we got the video going or not yet, but um, 98% of all people that listen to our shows are going to do it uh, through audio. And uh, I don't know, do you use, do you have an iPod or anything? Do you use Apple iTunes at all? No, we don't. See, on, We're in the stone age here. <laughs> that's okay. <clears throat> um, I, I was talking to a, a, a young lady the other day, and she's 19 years old, and she didn't even know what a, what a podcast was. And she's going to university, so... <laughs> Oh. When we do these shows, um, I I, um, I uplift them, I, I load them onto the server, and then people can connect to them through iTunes, and they're automatically downloaded every new show, every new episode. So that's kind of neat. Okay. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm wearing my uh, I'm wearing my Hawaiian shirt collection today. Looking very spiffy, I, there, sir. I, you know, in our house, it's always summertime with these Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> Well, i got to tell you, we woke up this morning and there was snow on the ground. Oh, you know, I have a little story that I, and it's a, it was a, on a newspaper or a, or a television station or a radio station or something. In part of Manitoba, and correct me if, if I'm wrong, in, in there's a part of Manitoba where there is a polar bear population that comes through the town for about two weeks, once per year, and everybody yeah. has to, you don't lock your doors, because if you're out in the street... And you get caught by a polar bear, you have to run to the nearest house, and you, and if that door is locked, you could be lunch for some polar bear. Is that true? Yeah, that's Churchill, Manitoba, <laughs> right up by the Hudson Bay. You know, we think we have it hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you imagine? And nobody locks the doors. The, the, the policy is you cannot lock your doors because if you're caught by a polar bear or a polar bear sniffs you out and is chasing you mm -hmm. down, you have to get to the nearest house right away to avoid being that eaten. That makes sense. Um, wow, that's just, that, that is so bizarre because when I go for walks down here, um, yes, we have cougars here, and yes, we have bears here, and I'm a little hesitant in the morning 
uh, to go for a walk because if you see a cougar, by the time you see a cougar, it's usually too late. They they yeah. hide up on the trees, right? And they're, they're a big right. pest. They're, they're just right. waiting. They'll pounce on you and they'll break your neck and then they'll eat you for breakfast, right? But, uh, yeah, you know, we're one block away from um, Mountain Elementary here. And last year they had they had to bring in special security people because there were cougars there. And they had to go around the perimeter of the of the school and, and keep the cougars away so the cougars didn't get the kids. So, yeah, we have our, we have our challenges with animals here, too, but nothing like polar yeah. bear. Churchill, Manitoba. Well, yeah, that's right. That, that's so bizarre. Like, you just, you, you go about your daily life, and you never have to think about, am I going to be eaten by a cold polar bear? <laughs> well, this way, people in Churchill would think the cougars in, at the schoolyard would be bizarre, so it all depends on where you live. I guess you're right. So Diana is, uh, welcome to the show, Diana. Glad to have you back. And uh, you're from Computer Hijack. You actually run the business with your wonderful husband, your better half. Or are you the better That's half? That's right. You're the better half. Okay. Well, All it right. depends who you're talking to. I'll <laughs> yeah. give him what, the credit. To what, what opinion of the moment? So tell me, Diana, last time we talked, you know, I, want to, I want to adjust. I'm going to be playing with this, this new headset as we go. I'm going to just, just adjust the volume here. So, last time we did a wonderful podcast with Brian, yes. and he said, can you say something? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. there you go. Okay. <clears throat> and he okay. said that, and we did a podcast about why you should clean your computers and all the germ and filth and stuff that collects on the keyboard, the mouse, the computer itself, and we got into a little bit of talking about um, power bars and how you should be protecting your equipment and stuff. Today, we're going to concentrate on... Cleaning the keyboard for users, right? Right. Right. You know, it was so funny because when I was a computer technologist, we used to play a trick on a lot of people who would take the keys off and then put them back on. Yeah, we're wrong. <laughs> so if you ever want to well, clear I'll tell you a little story here. Uh, when we first started, Brian had a number of keys on a keyboard that he needed to take off in order to uh, clean things from underneath there. <laughs> And uh, as he had this little pile growing, all of a sudden he realized, uh-oh, I don't know where to put them back. Yes. So he actually had to go and get another keyboard yes. to learn which order they went back in. And after that, he learned very quickly to take them off one at a time. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the, that's the trick. If you're going to take keys off, make sure that you have the exact same duplicate keyboard next to <laughs> it. Or otherwise, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you can't just put them down alph alphabetically and hope it'll work. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So what other humorous stories do you have for us on the keyboard front? Well, you know, it's amazing. When we get into some of the the offices that we have cleaned, um, you think that, you know, it, we're working with people, not animals. So you assume that, uh, you know, everybody's looking after the areas that they're working on on a daily basis. But it is absolutely <clears throat> amazing what we have found in and under keys on keyboards. Um, one job that I was working on, it was a warehouse situation, and I started pulling staples out from under the keys, and the pile was growing to the point where I started counting them just out of curiosity. I had yeah. over a hundred staples that I pulled out from under the keys in one single keyboard. No kidding. Yeah. And I mean, that can be dangerous to the keyboard itself as well, because uh, staples being sharp, they can cut through the mylar and they can get right down into the uh, electronic 
components oh, down sure. there, and oh. it can short out your keyboard, and all of a sudden, things just aren't working well anymore. Absolutely. That's that's a good point, too. Yeah. As, as well as yeah. the, there's a health benefit, there's a safety benefit, and now you mm-hmm. can't you can't get the, the staples out just by taking the keyboard upside down and shaking them, because they're underneath, right? Exactly. And if you remember back, now I'm dating myself a little bit, when I was a child, I had uh, a game called A Barrel of Monkeys. Yes. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, You're, yes. Somewhere around my I age. I love that era. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and for those that don't remember it, it was a barrel of uh, plastic monkeys that would sort of interconnect through their arms, and you try to lift them up and get this long string. Well, that's exactly the way the staples were working as well. Wow. You'd pull out one, and, and it would be connected to two or three or a big lump. No. That okay. was uh, all tied together, yeah. So I ended up taking a lot of keys out for, to try to get all that. Now, of course, there's also a lot of people that are eating at the desk. They don't go away from their computer. They're munching at uh, cookies or chips or eating their soup or salad, whatever it is. The strangest thing I ever pulled out, and I will, to the end of my life, I will never figure out how this got under a key, but I actually pulled off a key that the user was complaining. She couldn't get a particular letter to come up on, on the keyboard. And when I told... Pardon me, when I pulled the key off of the, the keyboard, I found a kidney bean under the key. <laughs> How do you get a kidney bean under the key? <clears throat> I have no idea whatsoever. None. <laughs> it it's worked much scary. better after I took it. <clears throat> it's very, very scary what they put down on those keyboards. It is. It is. Um, probably one of the most frightening things that I have found, and I've found this more than once, is um, mouse droppings. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. And, of course, I'm going along and cleaning it out. I wear gloves every time I'm in a job cleaning the keyboards. Number one, I don't want to put my fingerprints and and finger oils back on it again, but also for my own safety because you just don't know what you're getting into. And I'm scrubbing away there and just telling myself it's a chocolate chip, it's a chocolate chip, it's a chocolate chip. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. You know I've got, i got to show you something. I'm going to step away from the camera just for a moment. But i got to show you something. Have you ever seen one of these? Now, I love these keyboards. And for the people that don't have the benefit of video, see this keyboard? Have you ever seen yes. these? I, I love have seen them. And, and they don't, like, they're, they're completely sealed. They're a silicone keyboard, and you can roll them up. And they're very, very easy to clean. I use um, a little bit of uh, isopropyl alcohol with a Q-tip in between. But I tell you what, low tactile feel. They don't make any noise, which I really, really love. But you're not going to yeah. find those kind of keyboards in a, in a regular office environment, are you? No, we've never come across those in, in a commercial office or anything like that. The only reason I have this keyboard is... But yeah, I have seen them around... Yeah, I, Sorry, I, when I'm typing, if I'm typing during a podcast, I don't want the sound to be transferred into the microphone. So, these are, so tell me something. Can the average consumer take keys off of their keyboard properly? Can, would you advise that they do that? And can they? And, and if they can, can you step us through the process? Or, or, or do you say, no, don't do that? Well, naturally, we like to... Um tell them that, you know, the best thing is to have a professional do it, Mm -hmm. but if it's just a matter of getting a few little items out from underneath, it's not really, depending on the keyboard, it's not usually that difficult to do. Uh, When we're on the job, we basically use a a flat uh, screwdriver to pry it off. 
Mm-hmm. But you do have to be gentle because you are dealing with plastic, and depending on the age of the plastic, they can be brittle, and uh, it is possible to uh, to snap the key if you're not careful. Absolutely. And there's a little spring there, usually, isn't there? Some of them do have springs, yeah, especially if you're looking at uh, your larger keys, like the enter key or something like that, or a double-sized key. You will very often find little springs and uh, little clips underneath there that can be a challenge to put down. So if there's, if there's only one particular key that's giving you trouble, you could say, okay, just gently lift that one up, but don't go crazy. Don't go taking a whole bunch of keys off because then you could get into trouble, right? You could get into trouble, yeah. <laughs> you do want to be careful with So that. tell me, on the surface, like if you were going to clean a keyboard without ge- taking the keys out, what mm-hmm. would you suggest that the basic homeowner do? Well, of course, when we're doing it, we're using a commercial-grade uh, cleanser, which is going to work a little bit better, but it's not always available to the homeowner or to the home computer user. Right. You can go down to most uh, office supply stores, and they will have uh, small cleaning kits or something like that that uh, will help for just the basic use. Okay. Now, again, because a lot of our clients are in the um, commercial or uh, manufacturing warehouse, that type of thing. A lot of the keyboards that we get into are much dirtier than what you're going to find at home. Oh, Brian, if, Brian but, held up a keyboard the other day. And do you have yeah, that keyboard there? I do oh, have it here. Oh, for yeah. the sake of the audience. Oh, my. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to get sick. Now, you'll see that this is the before side. Nope, sorry, yeah. wrong side. This is the before over here. Oh. This is what. Uh, oh. We can actually look at this. And, that's not so bad. We've seen them a lot worse than that. Oh, but, just, uh, yeah, like, we like to get it. When you see the difference, you just think, my goodness, how can you let a keyboard get that filthy? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and exactly. Then people, and then people type on those keyboards, and then they uh-huh. put their fingers in their mouths, you know? Yeah. And they'll eat, and they'll, oh, my, if, if there was ever a, a germ transference mechanism, a keyboard has got to be the worst. That's very high, yeah, absolutely. That and the telephone. Because, again, the telephone, you're putting it right up to your face. Now, is the telephone worse or or better than the keyboard for germ? Well, to be honest, I have had uh, telephones where I could not see the numbers or the digits on the the keypads. I had to use a screwdriver or something to scrape things off of there. You know, Rick, it's amazing what you can learn about a person by Hmm. looking at their desk. Yeah, and just see how they maintain their desk, what kind of little things they have stuck to everything, and uh, so we should learn a lot about. It. We should start a new program called Computer CSI Profiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I could give you a few tips what to look for. So you know, because because computers sit there eight, ten, sometimes twelve hours a day, and they're literally camped. You might as well put pitch a, a, a tent next to the computer because that's where they're focusing two thirds of their life almost. And you're right. Yes. They do everything. They eat there. They they do activities uh-huh. there. They oh my god! It's just wow. So let's let's get back to. Do you use? Would you use a Q-tip on on the the uh, keys to clean them, or what? What would you suggest? We use sometimes we do use Q-tips. We also use just a stiff brush for the home user. Just a toothbrush type of thing would work with um, some sort of uh, for light dirt, even a, a household cleanser would very often work. What about isopropyl alcohol? Yes, we do use that a lot. Um, very often if we use, if we have um, something, perhaps the uh, 
again, something that we find with a lot of users, they like to have a pen in their hand while they're working on the keys. They're typing and they're writing notes, you know, so you get little ink dots or lines or, or you have a doodler that just anything, any surface is just key for, for doodling. Yes, and yes. And we get in there and we try to clean that off. And isopropyl alcohol is one of the tools that we use to, uh, to remove the ink especially. Good, good. Okay, so so would you would you have a little container on the side and dip it in the isopropyl alcohol, or would you spray it on the keys and then rub it? Like how? We how never would... recommend people to spray directly onto the keys because, again, we are talking about an electronic uh, device. See, that's an important and point. If, a lot of people will exactly, will. exactly. You don't <clears throat> want the uh, moisture to get underneath the mylar and get into the the electronic components there. It can again short up the system. In fact, that brings us to another funny story that I've had. I've actually had somebody phone me up and ask, is it okay to put my keyboard in the dishwasher? Yeah, you know, exactly the same thing. Now, believe it or not, they do have keyboards that you can, they've only appeared recently in the last year or so, that you can put in the dishwasher, crazy enough. But before, uh, no, and I would have no, keep, yeah. I don't recommend it to people unless it is a completely sealed unit. Yeah, that's exactly right. But these keyboards that you can put in the dishwasher are disgustingly expensive. Like, I believe that. You could buy four or five keyboards for the price of a sealed <laughs> But these keyboards are for, like, industrial in a warehouse or something that they right. have to meet certain standards. Yeah, so, and, and what happened when they put them in the dishwasher? Or did they ever put them in the dishwasher? Well, I don't know. They didn't get back to me. My recommendation was that if you wanted to put it in the dishwasher, you could, but then you might as well go right down to Staples and buy yourself a new keyboard as well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're bang on. Okay, so how, how often should a, an average consumer clean their keyboard? Well, again, when you think about the fact that um, depending on how you use it and whether you do have uh, food in the area... As you were saying, your hands are touching the keyboard, and then very often they're going towards your face. More often than you even think about, you're not conscious of the fact that your hands do go near your face. So, uh, like a lot of surfaces, you know, if you are aware of this, a regular cleaning and sanitizing isn't a bad idea, so, even for home use. So, what, once a week, or once every couple of days, or? It depends on on how you use it. But never get, no, never let it. Yeah, never let it get to the point of the keyboard that you held up <laughs> and showed me there. <laughs> oh, that's just that's exactly. Just, you know, if you took, I don't know if there's any studies or reports that claim the the relationship between sickness that you get from the keyboard and days off of work. Is does anybody do those studies? I haven't found a direct correlation that's been uh, documented, but. Uh, I know that we have had uh, many of our clients say that uh, they have noticed a difference after we clean and sanitize all the keyboards, the mice, the telephones, everything that uh, the users are, are coming in contact with, that they have noticed that colds and flus don't seem to be getting through the office system as, as relevant or as quickly as uh, they had before. And you would so it think does seem to make a difference. Yeah, you would think that workers' compensation would be jumping all over this, wouldn't you? I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a gray area where they can't prove or disprove anything at this point. They know there's exactly. a link. Exactly, but we have had a lot of health and safety officers from various companies contact us and say that we, they want the service for their, their company. 
Really? So, yes. you know what? That's, that's a big thing for you. And it yes. should be a big thing for everybody to let it them know, be. look, I should get in touch with my health and safety officer at work because mm-hmm. I am concerned about the hygienic property, especially, get this, especially if other people are using your keyboard. Exactly. A lot of our clients, again, it's a company that's, that's working 24-7. So in a 24-hour period, you may have three or four more users at each station. Exactly. When, at and the, you don't know where they've been before they get to work or right. what kind of uh, illnesses are going through their family. That's and exactly. it just runs rampant through the, through the building then. When I was at the call center, we had uh, maximum capacity 1,800 people in one building. And uh, you're right, in a 24-hour period, we would go through three technicians. And the two technicians you had before, you had no idea of their hygiene and their cleanliness. Exactly. And to to give you an example, I I heard on one of the podcasts or radio or somewhere that they took a poll of hotels and the remote controls in the hotels... They found mm-hmm. feces. They found feces on the remote controls. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. So you, now you know why I wear gloves when I clean this. <laughs> so transfer <laughs> that same, you know, same scenario to a computer keyboard. Uh, you know. Yes. Uh, ugh. So I would, I would love to find a study of of some lab that would go in there and say, okay, we found feces here, and we found this here, and we found this here. Now you can say germs, but. I'm going, to, I'm going to do some research and find a study and put it up on our blog to, to I show people. I have some of the information I can send to you that we oh. have found. Oh, do you? Oh, good. Please send it to me because yeah. that would be really, really I'll send you some. And I'll put it up on yeah. the blog. When we, do, when we put this podcast together, I can put a blog entry and put that information just below the uh, podcast. Very good. Oh, perfect. I'll have that to you shortly. Oh, excellent. Diana, this has been so much fun. And uh, I've learned a lot. I, some of it I knew. Some of it is mm-hmm. new, and some of it we'll be continuing to talk um, on further podcasts. But I'm really enjoying this show. <clears throat> Very, I'm enjoying it too, Rick. And uh, and the, the little talk about the the polar bears in Churchill, Manitoba. <laughs> I just don't no, I have get to it. admit that's one part of Manitoba I haven't been to yet. But uh, hey, yeah, have you have, have you seen the show? It's a, it's actually got a, a cult following now. It's called. 30 Days of Night. Have you seen that, that movie? No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> if, you're, <clears throat> if you're a vampire fan, <laughs> I'm not, but it was really, really well done. It was a movie about uh, vampires in Alaska. And okay. in a part of Alaska, they have one part of Alaska that's completely dark for 30 days, as I'm sure it will be in Churchill for, for a lot of the time, right? And so these vampires were really, really well made, but <laughs> I always think of that story when I think of <clears throat> the polar bears coming to eat you instead of polar bears, it's the vampires. But if you, if you get a chance, it's a cult following, go and rent 30 Days of Night. It's really, really uh, uh, a, good, a good watch. Anyway, Diana, thank you so much for coming on the show and t- telling us, A, don't take the keys off the keyboard if you don't have to. One or two is okay, right? Yeah, but Do be it. careful because, as I said, it is plastic and they can snap and break and that has happened to people um, I'm reminded of the, when I was a technician 10-12 years ago we, we used to have a, a little tool called a chip puller okay. and that was designed to take chips 
uh, off both sides with equal pressure. Now, if there's some old techies around, they could use a chip puller to, if they want to pull one of those keys off equal pressure so it comes off so it's not so much on one side or the other, right? So if you've got, I'll, I'll, um, I'll actually take a picture of a chip puller too. But uh, yeah, they could use that. So so to recap, don't take your keys off if you don't have to. Clean with uh, isopropyl alcohol or a good cleaner. Clean every couple of days or a week at, at least. Yeah, right? it's, it's a good idea. And use a Q-kip. Do not spray directly onto the keyboard itself. Right, and don't put it in the dishwasher. Never put your keyboard <laughs> in the dishwasher. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> well, Diana, we are off to, um, I know you're going to be jealous of this, we're off to do the seawall, walk on the seawall, and then we're going to go to Grandma. No. Yes. That sounds lovely. I got engaged down there, so uh, oh, yeah, I've got some good okay. memories. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Diana, I'll tell you what, we're going we're gonna to bring the show to an end, but it was wonderful talking to you. Great information, as always. And we'll do another podcast, and maybe uh, we'll, we'll think of some ideas about uh, maybe next time the mouse or next time you're, you're cleaning your work area as a computer user. We'll think of something. Everything's, uh, we're going to be bringing you all entertaining podcasts and educational as well, right? Thank you very much, Rick. It's been a lot of fun, Diane, and uh, as soon as I get this podcast wrapped up, I'll let you know and we can give it a listen. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks a lot. Say hi to Brian for us. Take care. I will do that. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye now.